0: Hello everyone, I'm Christopher Linfont, and welcome to Nest Talk, the most elite Baltimore Ravens podcast on the internet. Today we talk about the upcoming Ravens preseason and the Hall of Fame game, which takes place this Thursday at 8pm. We will also talk about five defensive rookies to watch this preseason, but first we talk about the Ravens linebacker group. For those of you that don't know, and I'd expect, well basically all of you to know at this point, uh, Ray Lewis, the Ravens legend, former linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens, is being inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio this weekend. Now, Ray Lewis um, was probably the best, well, not probably, is the best player to ever play um, Baltimore Ravens football. And he's being honored by the Pro Football Hall of Fame for his contributions to football. Um, now, traditionally, the Hall of Fame game is made up of two teams that have players going to the Hall of Fame. So this year, the Ravens were invited to play along with the Chicago Bears, who will be seeing Brian Urlacher go to the Hall of Fame this year. So two linebackers going into the Hall of Fame. So last week on the podcast, uh, we touched on the Ravens' secondary and why it would be the best in the league, should everything go according to plan. And this week, I want to talk a little bit about the linebackers' core. Now, I'm not going to argue that the linebackers' core is going to be the best in the league. Now, I don't think it's going to be, but I do think it has a very high ceiling, but also a low floor. Um, I also thought that it would be fitting this week to include the linebackers in this segment because of Ray Lewis going to the Hall of Fame instead of um, doing the defensive line first. So we're going to go with the linebackers. So the first um, point about the linebackers I want to make is to fully understand um, what's going on with the Ravens' linebacker core this year. We're going to have to split it into two parts. Um, the inside and outside linebackers. Um, now, this is because the inside and outside linebackers do very different things from each other. Now, they both... Are there to stop the run but the inside linebackers are more often going to cover a pass while also watching for the run and the outside linebackers are going to be the pass rushers but also watch the run. Um, The linebacker group in total is very up in the air this year. We have some two starters who are really going to be the anchors Um, CJ Mosley on the inside who's been to three Pro Bowls so far and the seven time Pro Bowler Terrell Suggs who seems to never age at this point on the outside Everything else is kind of up in the air, um, except for really Matthew Judon on the outside, but we'll get to him in a little bit. Um, But it kind of leaves the linebacker group in this weird limbo situation heading into the preseason here. We're not really sure how it's going to shape out. Um, So dealing with the inside linebackers first, obviously C.J. Mosley is going to lead this group. He's on his contract year. Hopefully the Ravens and Mosley can work out a deal before the end of the preseason. It would be great to lock him down for another four or five years um soon although it does look like the overall trend in the nfl is gearing towards three-year contracts and um, if you don't know what the reason for that is it's basically to do with a collective bargaining agreement will probably happen sometimes sometime in the next three years so nfl players don't want to miss out on another year of potential revenue should the collective bargaining agreement with the players union um, take place and up their pay um, their pay standards um, so, back to the inside linebackers. CJ Mosley obviously going to lead the group, hoping he gets a contract soon. Now, the question, um, is who's going to start next to him? Now, last year, it was Patrick Onwasar, also known as Peanut. Um, he did fairly well in run-stuffing situations and was decent in, in, in pass coverage, but wasn't great. Now, he was an okay tackler. He, I think he had 90 tackles last year. I mean, he's decent. He's a decent player. I don't know exactly, um how he's done so so far this season uh, this off season. I haven't been to Ravens practice yet I'm going this weekend but we'll see him tomorrow night uh Thursday night at around 8 p.m. Is, is the start of the game we'll see him um almost certainly in that game although the Ravens do plan to rest a lot of starters um I've heard the number 35 been being floated around by uh Jamison Hensley from ESPN, the Ravens beat writer for ESPN. He suggests that it might be 35 players who are not playing. I cannot confirm uh, that number, but I do expect uh, very few starters to play. Joe Flacco's not going to play. Um, I don't think Crabtree, Sneed, or Brown would probably play. We're going to see CJ Mosley, Suggs, maybe even Judon, a lot of the defense. Weddle I don't think is going to play. Neither is Jefferson. So we're going to see a lot of players just not play at all in this game. And that makes sense because, you know, a 5 game preseason we want to make sure these guys stay healthy but Anwu is most likely going to play and so will Kenny Young now Kenny Young is a rookie out of UCLA uh he was taken in the fourth round of the draft this year now both um are competing for the second starting middle linebacker spot the inside linebacker spot next to CJ Mosley the Ravens are looking for somebody who's going to be able to both uh stop the run and do well in pass coverage um Anwar uh definitely has the experience in the NFL that Young doesn't, being a rookie. Um, but Kenny Young has a lot of talent. He did very well at UCLA uh, in his time there last year. He had a stellar season. And now, you know, he, he wants to take his pass coverage and run stuffing abilities to the NFL um, and has a chance to start here. Now, no defensive rookie has started week one since C.J. Mosley for the Ravens. So it'll be very interesting to see if Kenny Young can pull this off and become the starter. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be a battle in this preseason. We're, we're not going to have an answer outright. I, I think that these players are pretty well matched. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens um, elect to play both of them at some point in the season. Maybe, you know, one player gets 70% of the time, the other player gets 30 or move them around to packages or maybe play them 50-50. I don't know point is i think the ravens try to utilize them both um so obviously the inside linebackers group you know and then bam bradley's in there too who was an undrafted rookie last year um he'll probably just be a depth player this year i I remember he dealt with some injury issues last year but the inside linebacker we know that cj mosley is going to lead the group he's going to be the stable anchor of this group but it's variable on the other side now if this group um The supporting cast of of Kenny Young and Patrick Onwasa—if one or both stand out this this preseason and in this year—we could see this inside linebackers group being very good. But you know, if neither really do very well, then you know, CJ Mosley's not going to be able to cover everything and do everything on this inside linebacker group, and it's going to suffer. So we'll have to wait and see how that pans out. Now, moving on to the outside linebacker position, as I already mentioned, Terrell Suggs leads this group. He's a longtime Baltimore Ravens player out of Arizona State. He was drafted in 2003. He's won many awards. Uh, he was the Defensive Rookie of the Year his rookie year. He won Defensive Player of the Year in 2011. He went to seven Pro Bowls. He's almost certainly a future Hall of Famer. I don't really think there's much of a debate at this point about that. So he's going to be the anchor of this group. Now, he is getting older, but, you know, it doesn't really look like his age is slowing him down from what we know about his previous um Few years in Baltimore and how he's looked at practice so far, according to our sources there, he's participated in um, the workouts, uh, optional workouts over the past few years now, and he's really you know, upped his game again. Um, But the question is, is who who's going to be on the other side of him? Who's going to be the edge rusher? And um, basically everyone is in agreement that it's going to be Matthew Judon. Uh, Matthew Judon was a rookie in 2016, and he. I think recorded four sacks in that season. Last year, recorded eight. He's really becoming an outstanding edge rusher for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the problem is he is still inexperienced, and we're not really sure that he's going to be, you know, able to pick up the slack. Let's say Suggs gets injured, you know, um, will he be able to pick up the slack for Suggs? I don't know, but I do think he's going to develop into a good talent quickly. I think this year could be his breakout year, and if not this year, then it's got to be next year. But he, he's really developing into a, a nice edge rusher. So you have two guys who should be able to get the job done. The problem is the support and cast around them. Um, we really don't know how that's going to unfold. Um, we do know that um, we have players like Zedarius Smith on the outside and um, Tyus Bowser, who the Ravens have both... Um, Very high um, expectations for these players. You have Tim Williams, who was a third-round pick last year. They believe he can develop into something. Tim Williams out of Alabama. um, He was supposed to be a first-round pick originally. That's what a lot of mock draft people and NFL analysts suggested about Tim Williams. problem is he had some off-the-field issues at Alabama. kind of fell. Then you also have Kamalai Correa in the mix. Um, He was uh, taken a few years ago in the draft. I think it was the second or third round. He's really disappointed for the Ravens so far in his um, limited time with them. Uh, He was moved from outside linebacker to inside linebacker, and now he's moving back from inside to outside to try and salvage his career with the Ravens because if he doesn't do well this preseason, they're probably going to cut ties with him, and that would be it with him in Baltimore. Um, So the Ravens have to figure out which of these guys is going to be the best fit for a supporting cast? Now, my early predictions, just going off my gut feeling, what I know so far, I think Tyus Bowser, who's really impressed coaches in, in the not the preseason, the um, training camp this offseason, season, he's going to be a depth player, and also Zedarius Smith will probably be the second depth player, you know, in those second string positions. Now, the reason it's important for depth on this is not only. Terrell Suggs is you know getting older and it's very possible he could get injured I mean you know I hope not I really would would not like that to happen I don't think anyone would want to see that happen you know no matter what team you root for but the problem is his age you know he did have an Achilles injury a few years back it's it's got to be in your mind um also um Matthew Judon is still unproven although I do think he's going to have a very good season this year we don't really you know we can't really count on him on every single play, you know, just going into the season. So, if if problem A or B, both one or both happen, then these guys have to step up. You know, injuries could even happen to Matt Judon too. So, you know, we have to have some decent depth. Now, should everything go according to plan um, with the linebackers in this group, the outside linebackers, and this outside linebacker core is going to be excellent. Suggs could easily register double-digit sacks, and I think Judon could do that as well this year. We could have a very, very good um, season for edge rushers. Also, if, if the worst happens and Suggs, maybe he just you know kind of falls down. And he does need to be um, brought out of the games at some point. We need to rest him and, and make sure he's not being um, having too much of a workload. So as that's happening, the depth players do need to get in there. Um, if these depth players can't step up, I think it's going to be a little harder for the outside linebacker core. And then if both problems uh, or both these starting uh, players have problems, then I don't think that the uh, outside linebacker core would do very well at that point. So overall, um, if everything goes well, this team can eat. I mean, sorry, this linebacker core could easily be in the top ten of linebackers. In the entire National Football League, but at the same time, if, you know, things go kind of crazy, as things sometimes do in football, they could finish in the bottom 10. So we need to, the Ravens need to ensure that, you know, they f- do have good depth, and, you know, hopefully Kenny Young, Patrick Unwasar, uh, Zdarius Smith, and Tyus Bowser can really help out as supporting cast for these uh, stars up front. And I hope that uh, Sugg stays relatively healthy all year and does very well, maybe puts up 12 sacks. And Judon breaks onto the scene like I think he should be able to this year. It's this going to be very interesting to watch these linebackers, not only this preseason, but throughout the entire season. Okay, moving on. Before I talk about the upcoming game specifically, I want to talk about um, some defensive rookies to watch this preseason. Now last preseason, I mean, sorry. Uh, last week, I talked about five offensive rookies to watch in the preseason, and there are by far... More offensive rookies um, this year than there are defensive. So, you know, this list is, you know, a little jam packed with players who might be a little more unconventional, but I still think it is worth watching some of these players. Um, the first being the one we already talked about, Kenny Young. Now, Young, uh, again, inside linebacker out of UCLA, fourth round pick. Uh, he's competing for the starting inside linebacker position, the last defensive rookie to do this uh, before week one and win it. With C.J. Mosley, um, he's got a lot of talent, but he needs to prove that on uh, Wassar's experience is not holding uh, young back from moving upward. Um, that's going to be an issue because you know young played in the Pac-12. Now, college players, you know, coming out, some of them can be very smart with the way the NFL works and, and adapt pretty quickly. But you can't always count on that, especially in a conference like the Pac-12, where you're going to see a lot more spread, all offenses, and, and throwing a lot more than running, and, and a lot of this um, college play, as, as you will, um, you would see in the in, in college, it doesn't really translate well to the NFL. I mean, Chip Kelly tried it, it didn't work, so not many people are going to be doing it. Uh, incidentally, Chip Kelly is the new head coach at UCLA, he's going to take over this year. But... We're going to have to see him adapt. Will he adapt well to the NFL? Uh, It's a lot harder of a game. It's a lot more, um, you know, a lot more different offensive schemes to watch. Um, Many, many um, more uh, ground and pound guys, you know, not something you're going to see a lot in the Pac-12, especially in the AFC North. Um, AFC North is a very run-heavy division. Not only the Ravens do it, but the Steelers have Le'Veon Bell. Um, The Bengals have Joe Mixon and... um, they're going to keep trying to get the ball on the ground as Andy Dalton hasn't really been doing it well in the air. And then, of course, you have the Cleveland Browns who have a pair of running backs now. They have Carlos Hyde and um, and Nick Chubb, who they drafted this year. And they even have Duke Johnson, who's a bit of more of a versatile threat for their offense. So, you know, this is a very run-heavy division. He's going to have to move from that Pac-12 kind of defensive mindset of watching for the pass first to watching for the run first. Um, obviously, the Bears will probably try to um, – Pull that off this, this Hall of Fame game coming up on the run run game. They're a run heavy team, although they do have Mitchell Trubisky, who I don't really know if he's going to play. I haven't really been following um, what Bears players are playing or not. I don't think they've even told us. But the fact of the matter is, he's going to have to develop into a solid middle linebacker who has a uh, no. Uh, he has he knows what to do when you know presented with different situations that he wouldn't have seen in college. Now. Moving on to the second rookie I want to watch this preseason. Um, Deshaun Elliott is a really intriguing safety coming out of Texas. He's a hard hitter, and he's got tremendous ball skills. Um, really can he find the ball pretty much anywhere on the field. He'll get to it if it's in the air. The Ravens definitely want to see Elliott be a solid depth safety. Um, Eric Weddle can't play forever. Uh, the Ravens got Eric Weddle out of free agency a few years ago, and he's done tremendous in Baltimore but the problem is you know he is up there in age and he's only gonna have you know two three more years at most with the team now the ravens don't want to have a situation like they did with matt elam when ed reed left the team and after 2012 uh elam was drafted in the first round was supposed to be basically the new uh replacement for ed reed no one's ever going to live up to what ed reed did in baltimore but he was you know supposed to be at least at somewhat decent safety who could get the job done it didn't work out very well at all for elam um so the Ravens want to develop an in-house um, safety. And they also have Tony Jefferson, who's, who's younger than Eric Weddle, and he'll probably be around for a while as long as the Ravens, you know, continue that contract when he needs an extension. Um, so he could easily develop into a great safety in the NFL. I think he's got a lot of talent, a lot of potential. Um, but he needs to prove it this year that he can do that because, you know, he will be competing – not for a roster spot, for some depth chart uh, spots. And he wants to get on the field this year to get at least some experience. Now, I don't mean he's going to start next to either Eric Weddle or Tony Jefferson. I mean as a depth player. Safeties often find themselves on the field in some way or another. Maybe it's special teams. He's running down the field making tackles. Or he comes in for a few plays a game in and, and, you know, package situations. Whatever. He's got to be able to prove to the team that he can be on the field and be responsible out there. And understand what's coming at him and make some plays. Um, so this preseason is going to be a great opportunity for that for him, for uh, Deshaun Elliott. And we'll have to see how that pans out. And moving on, we have no, another defensive back, this time out of Alabama. Uh, Anthony Avret, cornerback out of Alabama, fourth round pick this year. The Ravens have very high hopes for Anthony Averitt. Um Obviously, Ozzie Newsome loves Alabama products. Um, he drafts one almost every year. Um, he was a pretty good cover cornerback in college for Alabama, and I believe he played with Marlon Humphrey during Humphrey's time there. Now, Averitt, um needs to prove that he can be not only a depth cornerback. That's what they want this year the Ravens do. They want some depth at cornerback. They obviously are even bringing in potentially Brashad Breenlin. They're in talks with him. It's kind of stalled out. I haven't heard it much in a few days, but I'll keep uh, you guys posted on BaltimoreFeather.com uh, how that goes. What um, new talks come to light But obviously the Ravens really want depth In the secondary And I think the reason for this is The secondary kind of fell off uh, Around 2015 You know 2014 was a weird year for the secondary And the 2015 was just awful for the secondary One of the worst years uh, That I've ever seen a Ravens secondary play They never want to get back to that 2016 was a major improvement 2017 was outstanding Um 2018 They're going to be the best As long as everything goes well um, no question in my mind, Everett is going to be a depth cornerback, and then he can also be, you know, someone with some proper training um, who can fill in for some some injuries. Um, because let's face it, Jimmy Smith isn't exactly the most um, healthy player on the team. He's had a lot of injury concerns in his career. He's had a lot of injuries in his career as well. Um, Tavon Young is com- coming off an injury. Eric Weddle is older, and I'm not saying that he's going to pl- that Everett's going to play safety, but at least it provides depth where they can move people around if they had to. Um, and I think him playing with Marlon Humphrey previous is really going to help him. So if he is in a situation where he has Marlon Humphrey on the other side, it's not going to be as foreign as, an, as of, an, uh, of an idea to him as maybe to someone they picked out of some other school like Oregon or something, right? So the Ravens want him to stand out this preseason, make some plays, maybe get a pick somewhere in there, make some pass deflections, make sure that they're a fourth-round pick here. Was a valuable choice, and that can you know lead to prosperity in the future for the Ravens. Um, overall, I do like Anthony Averett. I think he's going to be a good depth player for the Ravens, and he might eventually transform into a starter. We'll have to wait and see how that pans out. Another defensive player I would say to keep your eye on this year is Zach Siler, out of Ferris State. He was the last pick of the draft, meaning he was the last pick Ozzie Newsome ever made for the Baltimore Ravens. Now Ozzy Newsom Is still calling the shots, but next year he will not be calling the shots for the NFL draft. Um, That'll be given over to Eric DaCosta. Um, So the Ravens want to see their defensive line continue to be one of the deepest um, talent-wise in the league. Um, It's basically an endless well at this point, this defensive line. You have people like Willie Henry, Carl Davis, um, Michael Pierce on this defensive line. All great uh, run stuffers. Brandon Williams is, is you know, the starter on the defensive line. He's going to be the guy who's going to be wrapping up most of the runners. They want to ensure that they can continue that. Zach Seiler is a defensive end. Uh, he's more of what Brent Urban would be to the defensive line than Brandon Williams would be. So he's kind of a hybrid between between a, a, a run stuffer and a pass rusher here. So The Ravens want to see um, if this 7th round pick can make it to the roster this year. Now, usually all picks make it to the roster but the problem is um they they've had like 12 picks this year so it's gonna be difficult if every single one of them makes it i think it's not just possible but probably every single one makes it but i would say siler here is definitely the one on the bubble if anybody is um he's a low risk player for the ravens in the in the uh, manner that they they got 12 picks this year um if they miss on Siler in the 7th round, whoop de doo they probably got somebody else somewhere else in the draft. But, you know, he, he's trying to make this roster and prove that he can be a part of this Ravens' depth. And now, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the Ravens trade away someone like Carl Davis or Willie Henry before the uh, the end of this offseason here to make room for uh, Siler and maybe get something else in return. Maybe maybe it's a, uh, a pick that they can use next year or maybe there's you know an injury on the uh, team and they want to make a uh, trade for somebody who could be a depth player there because overall this defensive line is ridiculously deep um not everybody's gonna get to play as much and it would make sense if a trade does happen um maybe they trade Siler away you know that's possible too but you know if Siler doesn't make the team he wants to make another roster in the league and a good preseason performance would help him ensure that um So he's a player to watch this preseason for the Baltimore Ravens. Now for the final defensive player um, that I would suggest you pay attention to this uh, preseason, uh, his name is Chris Board and he's a linebacker out of North Dakota State. and He went undrafted. Now you may be thinking to yourself why on earth are you picking an undrafted player uh, for this list? Uh, Number one um, the Ravens don't have a lot of defensive rookies that I mentioned, but number two is I really do think that Chris Board is someone that you should pay attention to this this preseason. I'll tell you why. He's he's a wild card at linebacker, and what I mean by that is he's kind of like a dark horse. He's he's a guy who's going to come in, not, no one's really going to expect him to do much, and he could end up having a Bam Bradley type preseason. Bam Bradley last year, stunning in the preseason, absolutely uh, outdid all expectations, and was just marvelous in what he did. So, you you have a guy like Chris Board come in trying to do the same thing. He's from North Dakota State. Now, most of you probably don't follow FCS football, but North Dakota State has won uh, a ridiculous number of championships. I think they won, like, five in a row and then lost one and then won the one this year. They've beaten ranked teams in FBS. They took down Iowa uh, last year, I believe it was last year. They were ranked, like, 20-something. I mean, North Dakota State wins most of its games outside the FCS, and they win basically all of their games inside the FCS. It's a real, it's a real tough program. That's where Carson Wentz came from. So Chris Board, you know, he's kind of this this guy who's not really known that much. The Ravens love undrafted rookies. If I cannot convince you the Ravens love undrafted rookies, um, I'll be shocked because the Ravens picked. Um, Uh, the Ravens have picked uh, undrafted rookies for the past 14 years to make the roster. And that is by far and away the longest streak of any team. They find undrafted rookies in uh, gems in the rough every year. Could Chris board be one of them? We'll have to wait and see tomorrow night we'll see him on the field and see if he makes any plays. But I think with the situation at linebacker this year, you know, the way it's shaping out, I think he does have uh, a reasonable chance for an undrafted rookie to make an impression on the Ravens, um, defense and especially with you know a lot of players just not playing tomorrow and maybe the first game they might hold some players out as well he's got some time and some opportunities to make some really good plays and make his mark on this Ravens defense um to either play here or another team or maybe just hit a practice team somewhere but I do think he's gonna gonna really be someone to watch because he could end up being a really fun player to watch this year with his experience in North Dakota State, and um, the Ravens' history of liking undrafted rookies tremendously. So, okay, so the last thing we're going to talk about is kind of a two-pronged thing here. Um, overall, the Hall of Fame. Uh, great week for Ravens, For to be a Ravens fan, to be a part of the Ravens organization, whatever you are, or maybe just a resident of Baltimore who just loves Baltimore sports. This is the week for you. It's not only the return of Ravens football to the gridiron, but... Ray Lewis is being inducted to the hall of fame. Um, I want to extend my congratulations to Ray Lewis, uh, tremendous, tremendous career from 1996 to 2012 with the Ravens. Um, outstanding player overall, uh, one of the best NFL players, not only as you know, caliber of player, but as a caliber of a man, he's really been, um, one of the greatest to ever live. Um, so it's it's an honor to be enshrined in the pro Football Hall of Fame and I, uh, I can't wait to hear his speech this weekend. I think it's going to be pretty uh, pretty awesome to watch and see him up there on the speech on the, uh, on the uh, stage. So the Ravens will face off against the Chicago Bears tomorrow, Thursday night in the Hall of Fame game at, thir- at uh, 8 p.m. Um, what should we expect? You might be asking uh, maybe you don't watch preseason a lot and maybe this year you, you will and uh, don't blame you for not watching the preseason because sometimes it can be boring. You know, the games don't really matter. But they do matter in a sense. Um, they're not counted for wins and losses. But for players, you know, players win and players lose. That's the difference between the preseason. The regular season, teams win. Preseason, uh, players win. So, you've got a lot of guys trying to make this roster this year. We get to see 90 players this preseason play. Um, obviously, tomorrow we're going to see a lot limited uh, play. Probably most of the starters will sit out you know, for injury reasons. The Ravens' in injury history is just awful, so they don't want to take any risks. But you got to find um, some players who are going to make a mark. Now, um, this includes rookies, undrafted players, roster bubble players. They're going to get a ton of time and a ton of opportunities to do what they need to do to make this roster, but the question is who's going to do it. Before we jump into that, we're going to address who needs a big game tomorrow. The first player that needs a big game, and arguably the player that needs the biggest uh, preseason performance, is Robert Griffin III. Now, RG3 is a heck of an athlete, but the problem with him is he gets way too many injuries, and it's hard to you know pin it on him as his fault, because honestly, I don't think it is. I think it's just been unlucky his entire career. Um, Robert Griffin III, one of the better quarterbacks we've seen come out of college did really, really well in his rookie season with the Redskins, and it just fell apart after that with all the injuries he sustained. He was out of football completely last year, was not able to make a team after a brief stint with the Cleveland Browns. Now he's back with the Ravens, and this could be his very last shot to stay in the NFL. Um, Whether he makes the Ravens or not is somewhat irrelevant here because what he needs to do, first and foremost, is have the best preseason campaign of his entire career he needs to basically show, not just the Ravens, but other teams, because let's say the Ravens don't keep him, that he's still able to produce, and he's able to go out there and you know play football without getting injured. He needs to play in all five games, and he needs to you know really do the best he can. Um, now, will he do the best he can? Well, obviously he'll do the best he can, but will it be the best performance ever from a quarterback in the preseason? I have no idea. The only way we're going to find out is wait and see. Now, he's placed above Lamar Jackson on the depth chart, who I'm arguing here doesn't have to have a great preseason because he's going to be redshirted basically this year anyway. He'll Yeah, he'll get some plays in. He'll get, you know, the occasional trick play and the uh, toss of to Joe Flacco, as it's been looking like in the, the videos coming out of training camp. But um, it, it's not as big a d- deal for him as it is for RG3. Of course, you have um, Josh Woodrum there as well, and I expect him to be... A really good quarterback this preseason as he was last year. I thought he should have been the backup quarterback last year. Maybe he would have been the heir to Joe Flacco instead of Lamar Jackson if he got that. Who knows how that would have ended up. But all I'm saying is Lamar J- I'm sorry, Robert Griffin III, Archie III, needs to have a very good preseason. Um, another player that needs to have a very good preseason is Tim White. Now Tim White was an undrafted rookie last year. Um, made his mark in the preseason last year as a return specialist and receiver. He had some really nice plays at at both positions. This year, he is battling to stay on the roster again. It looks like he probably will end up on the roster again. Uh, last year, he was on the IR with a broken thumb and didn't really count towards the roster spot. But this year, he's trying to make it as a wide receiver, get some plays in his wide receiver, and kick and punt returner. Um... He's got to prove that that thumb isn't an issue. If he gets another injury, it might be a, a, you know, a goodbye Tim White kind of situation. He's also got to prove he still got what he had last year. That you know, sitting out football for a while didn't really hurt him at all. Um, if he can perform like he did last year, there's you know, no chance he won't make the roster. But the question is, will he win the kick returner position? And that's um, a very interesting battle that's going on with another player who needs a very big game tomorrow and for the rest of the preseason, and that's Janarian Grant. Janarian Grant is a um, receiver slash returner out of Rutgers, and there's been a lot of talk about him as him potentially being the uh, return specialist this year. Um, To be blunt and, you know, really clear, Grant has basically zero chance of making the roster as a pure wide receiver. You know, he's a little undersized. He's tough. But, you know, that size is going to be a problem. And you've already got Tim White, who's not the tallest guy on the planet. And he's probably going to make the the roster as a receiver. Grant needs to make it as a full-blown return specialist. Um, He needs to prove that he is the best return specialist on this team. And if he is, look, the Ravens won't cut him. Not with the way the return game's been over the past few years. Yeah, Campanero was pretty decent last year. He had some really nice plays. But he's no Jacoby Jones. And ever since Jacoby Jones has been gone, the Ravens have lacked... Uh, a real, clear, you know, return specialist who's been able to make really nice plays for them. Um, that's a problem. When you have a team that's strong point is special teams and, you know, consider the best unit, the Wolf Pack with Justin Tucker, Sam Cook, um, Morgan Cox over there on the uh, that end of the special teams. You have, you know, a situation, you know, with the return game, it's never been that great. And even Campanaro, he had injury problems, so he wasn't even always in. They need to find someone who's going to be reliable and be a good return specialist. Now, am I saying that Janarian Grant is going to be that player? I don't know. Janarian Grant has injury history at Rutgers. Tim White's coming off an injury last year. But I think maybe the combination of these two players, if you keep them both on the roster or one stands out really further than the other. I mean, Tim White is most likely going to make this roster, but he does need to have a good preseason to solidify it. Janarian Grant... Needs to have a good preseason and a big game tomorrow to get off to a good, uh, a good lead in this, um, return specialist battle because if he doesn't, he's not going to make the roster. That's plain and simple. Another player that needs to have a very, very good preseason, probably more than these other two wide receivers listed, is Brashad Perryman. Brashad Perryman, a first round pick in 2015, he has not panned out to say the least, um, when he gets thrown the ball, I kind of just gasp because I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, he got targeted like 33 times last year and caught 10 balls. That's not good. You can't blame Joe Flacco on all that. And a lot of it wasn't Joe Flacco's fault. A lot of it was drop here, drop there. You know, um, it bounced off his hand, leads to an interception. It, it, it's just been a wild ride for Bishada Perryman. Uh, his first year, he can't really pin anything on him. He, he was out the whole year with a uh, MCL injury in his knee. Second year looked like he he might be developing into a decent player. Had 400 receiving yards. And last year had like 77 or something like really low number like that. And that is just ridiculously low for a former first-round pick. He needs to have a Nelson Aguilar type year, okay, to to get back on track. But first he's got to have a good preseason, and that starts with a big game tomorrow night. He needs to be able to go in there and not drop pass, not drop one pass. And he needs to, you know... Show off that speed that the Ravens drafted him for, because now they got John Brown, who's been making a ton of plays this off-season. Uh, I don't know if you follow Ravens on Twitter, but every day it seems like I'm seeing another John Brown play, who's got that speed, and he's you know making great jump catches and ex- you know extending his arms out to catch and and really burning some cornerbacks, some high-caliber cornerbacks out there on this Ravens secondary. And I don't see Rashad Perryman doing it. I haven't seen his video of Rashad Perryman highlights yet. Rashad Perryman needs to prove everybody wrong um, this preseason, and tomorrow night specifically, um, or else he's going to be off this roster come September. Uh, that's that's the truth. He, he's really got to pull it together. Otherwise, it's not going to end well for him at all. Another player that's got to have a good big game tomorrow, um, Kenny Young, and I'll couple him right now with Patrick Unwassar. These two players are battling for the inside linebacker starting role next to C.J. Mosley. Um, it's going to be difficult for both these players. Um, one, you know, on one hand, Young has a lot of potential. He has had a great college career at UCLA. He's got that coverage ability along with some nice run stuffing skills. On the other hand, Patrick Unwassar played last year and knows what to expect out of the NFL. You got two guys who, who do have upside, but, you know, we don't really know how both of them are going to play. So we ne- do ne- we need to see... Both these players play well. I'm pretty sure that both of them are going to play. I cannot confirm that both will play t- in tomorrow's game, as the Ravens really haven't specifically said who will and who won't play at this point. But um, Unwassar and Young, for the sake of their own uh, depth chart rankings, need to to play very well. But, but to be perfectly clear, neither of them will be cut from the roster unless you know some crazy major injury happens or some s- weird suspension is handed down. Which I doubt would happen to either of them in either situation. There, um, both are going to make the roster. Really, all um, the only variable here is where they'll be on the depth chart. So we'll have to wait and see how this pans out. Um, tomorrow we'll get a good indication of maybe the trend. We'll see. You know, maybe Young will be, you know, the young guy (pun intended) to uh, take the role of of Patrick Unwasser, or maybe Patrick Unwasser's experience really, you know, helps him out, and in year two he kind of, as the Raven starter, he transforms into something else. We'll have to see how this uh, goes. It's one of the more uh, up-in-the-air positions on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. So what you all have been waiting for are my predictions. Now, if you don't read BaltimoreFeather.com, number one, you should. Uh, I write a lot of articles on there that I think are pretty high quality and, and have some goodness insight out to the Ravens. Um, and number two, um, you uh, probably didn't see my um, preview and predictions. Now, preview and predictions I do for every single Ravens game preseason and regular season this year I did I think 3 out of the 4 preseason games last year I'm doing all 5 preseason games all 17 uh sorry, sorry 16 regular season games and then playoffs assuming we make it to the playoffs I'll do those too. So I usually talk about um matchups in the game what's going to be key to the game and then of course give predictions and and specific, you know, stats that I think will, will end up happening. Um this year is going to be a little different. I'm not doing I'm sorry for the preseason I'm not doing matchups for the preseason I'm doing you know specific players and and how they're gonna perform and you know how they need to perform so I kind of already outlined players that need to see a, uh, a big game tomorrow and what they need to do um, so let's just jump right into the prediction part of it um, we'll start with the quarterbacks I don't think Lamar Jackson will do well in his first preseason game um, that's no knock on Lamar Jackson. He's a very talented athlete, but I think the NFL game's going to hit him pretty fast here. Uh, and it's going to leave his head spinning a little bit. Uh, he's got five preseason games. I'm not really worried about, you know, him adjusting at this point. I think he's got plenty of time before the regular season starts, but I think RG three will do pretty well tomorrow. Uh, I think he'll score two touchdowns, one through the air to Tim white and one on the, uh, on a scramble to the outside, maybe on, in a goal line situation or the red zone or something like that. I think, uh, he will be able to lead the Ravens' offense in that sense. I don't think Joe Flacco's playing. I think it's pretty obvious he's not going to play tomorrow. Maybe he'll suit up and just chill on the sideline, but he's not going to throw any passes or anything. Then you have Josh Woodrum. Um, don't forget about Josh Woodrum. A lot of the talk is surrounding RG3. Lamar Jackson, obviously, is you know, the big, new, shiny object in town, but you know Josh Woodrum's still there. He's not going to make the roster this year. I, I really doubt it, but I think he'll, he'll have a decent um, – Drive somewhere in there. He'll get the Ravens in field goal range on a drive. And, and whoever the kicker is, um, the it's either going to be Justin Tucker or the rookie guy they have, I forget his name. Yeah, he's really, you know, auditioning for other teams at this point because the Ravens have a history of getting some kickers uh, other jobs. Uh, Will Lutz is probably the most re- recent example. He's with the uh, the New Orleans Saints now. He, he's a pretty good kicker. And he started with the Ravens training camp. So... Yeah, so those quarterbacks will play, and that's how it will do. We'll see um, Tim White impress, be the best wide receiver um, out of the group. Um, Jordan Lasley will also do really well. He'll catch a few passes. Won't score a touchdown, though. He'll probably catch two or three passes for 30 or 40 yards. I think Tim White might get, you know, 40 yards and a touchdown on, like, two passes or something like that. Um We'll see Prashad Perryman drop two balls, maybe catch a pass for like six yards. I don't think he's going to have a very good day. I'm very pessimistic when it comes to Brashad Perryman at this point because I've been too optimistic in the past, and it's just like, when is this going to, you know, I don't think he's going to do very well this preseason. I don't think he's going to make the roster this year. I'm sorry to say it if he's listening, but he's really got to shape up his play. Uh, that's That's the truth there. Offensive line. Uh, I think you'll see Orlando Brown stick out on right tackle. I think Alex Lewis – I'm sorry, Alex Lewis probably won't play. Um, I'm assuming Orlando Brown will play. Um, There's a chance he won't, but I think him being listed as second string right now on the depth chart will be interesting. Um, Well, I'm sorry, would lead him to play. Uh, I think you might see Jermaine Illuminor kind of struggle. Um, he wasn't super impressive last year. Nico Saragusa didn't play at all last year with that injury, so I'm kind of interested to see if he plays, how he plays. I want to see Bradley Bozeman at center. Um, I don't know if Matt is going to play. Maybe he will, maybe he won't, but I do want to see Matt Bozeman. Um, he was a later round pick for the Ravens out of, um, Alabama, another Alabama player. I want to see how he plays on this offensive line. Uh, when it comes to tight ends, we might see Nick Boyle. Doubt it. Um... We're not going to see Mark Andrews or Hayden Hurst. Max Williams, I don't think he's going to do super well. Vince Maley probably will do better than Max Williams. Max Williams on the roster bubble this year. Uh, running back situation, um, I don't think we're going to see Alex Lewis. I don't think we're going to see Buck Allen either. We'll probably see Gus Edwards, um, Mark Thompson, and, and um, the other uh, rookie, undrafted rookie, DeLance Turner. I think Gus Edwards and Mark Thompson will stand after the Ravens. They like the big-body physical running backs. I think they can do a lot for this offense, and maybe one of them can make the roster. Kenneth Dixon's been, you know, with this injury history, and now he's been out for a few practices. They haven't updated us on that. Um, that doesn't look great. They was originally supposed to be minor, but he was out for three days straight, and they haven't updated anybody If he doesn't play in this preseason game, um, it's either because he's injured or because they don't want to play him uh, to prevent further injury. But either way, it doesn't look good for him long term with the Ravens right now. So there's a really big opportunity for one of these players. And if they play better than Dixon does anyway this training camp, I don't think Dixon will make the roster at that point. He's had a lot of potential, but it's just not adding up uh, in, in the health category on that. We're going to see Janarian Grant impress at uh, returner with Tim White. Both will get some reps, but I think at the end of the day, Grant's going to do very well, get a 45-yard return on the Bears. I don't think anybody's going to get a touchdown on those returns, but I think Grant will get a 45-yard return. He'll start out very well, um, but Tim White overall will impress as a wide receiver. Um, I think the, the, uh, the situation between Anwasar and Kenny Young... Um, it's going to be interesting to watch in this game, assuming both play. Uh, assuming Unwastar plays, his experience is going to give him the edge over Kenny Young. I think it's going to be fairly obvious that Kenny Young isn't um, akin to what the NFL um, strategy is, and he's going to kind of mess up on a few plays. And that's not a knock on him. I mean, he, he's a fourth-round rookie. He's coming out of UCLA. It's a completely different game in the Pac-12, in all honesty. He's going to need five preseason games to really get that moving. Uh, maybe less, you know, depending on his football IQ and see how it works. But I think is going to just start better in this preseason uh, with the Hall of Fame game just because of experience, his experience and then, you know, it's so early on in training camp. Um, some other defensive um, things to watch, I think. Um, we'll see Chris Wormley and Willie Henry, if they both play, assuming they both play, do well at uh, defensive tackle. Uh, Bronze and Kafusi. I'm assuming him and Kamalei Correa will get extensive time um, as pass rushers. Uh, Kafusi's a defensive end. Correa is a uh, Sam linebacker. Really see what they do. I don't really think either of them are going to do very well tomorrow. Uh, we'll just have to see how they how they fare against that Bears offensive line. Um, but but the way they've they've performed over the past two years has been minimal for the Ravens. So I don't really don't see anything that's going to make me change my mind about that. I think Deshaun Elliott um, might be interesting to watch tomorrow at safety. I don't think he's going to get a pick or anything, but he might get a couple of pass deflections here and there. Uh, Anthony Averett will be kind of fun to watch. Um, Chuck Clark, I'm assuming, will play at safety. And um, yeah, maybe they'll get some pass deflections. I'm not really going to say anybody gets an interception. Um, someone probably will, but I don't really know who. It's kind of hard for me. Especially with, you know, it's, it, a lot of people just aren't going to play, and I don't really want to, you know, say, oh, uh, Tavon Young will get an interception and then Tavon Young just never plays, you know. So it's a little difficult with this preseason uh, game to start the preseason, the Hall of Fame game. So overall, uh, the final score, I believe the Ravens will win it 17 to 13. Low scoring game, I'm assuming, just cuz it's super early in the preseason and both teams are kind of, you know, probably not going to play their start, a lot of their starters and and you know, it's it's really early in the offensive Schemes haven't developed a super lot, uh, especially with, you know, the Bears situation at quarterback. You have Mitchell Trubisky there, but a lot of new offensive players. Ravens have a lot of new offensive players, but, you know, probably most of them on both sides won't play. So it's a lot of the uh, younger guys, the uh, second strings, you know, battling it out for positions on the roster and depth chart, which make the preseason really fun to watch. You get a lot of the players uh, working hard to make the roster. So, yeah. That will conclude Nest Talk episode two. I hope you liked listening to me ramble on for about 45 minutes there. Um, I certainly enjoy talking about the Ravens, and uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to me. Now you can find me at Chris Lynn Font on Twitter, or you can go to at be more feather on Twitter. You can go to baltimorefeather.com. That's where you get to see all the articles I write, and they're pretty good articles. Um, you can email us at nesttalk at baltimorefeather.com for any questions, comments, any proposals of um, topics you want covered in the next episode, um, I'm very open to listening to you guys, and I hope you, uh, you do contact us if you do want to, uh, hear me, hear me, uh, talk about something. You can also, uh, like us on Facebook at Baltimore Feather, uh, that'd be appreciated, that's probably the best platform to get all Baltimore Feather articles. You can follow Nest Talk, uh, at Nest Talk on Twitter, or on Facebook, you can just like Nest Talk, and every time there's a new episode on Wednesdays, you will be notified, and see it in your feed. Uh, That concludes uh, Nest Talk Episode 2. I'm Chris Linfant signing out. Have a good day, everybody.